Welcome to WKJP News Radio. I am your host, Jordan, here with my beautiful wife, Kayleen. And this is the podcast where we talk about the TV show News Radio. I love it and have seen it many times. My wife is seeing it for the first time. I've seen two episodes that I remember. <laughs> the nice. first one and now the second one. <laughs> right. And in this podcast episode, we will be talking about season one, episode two, titled Inappropriate. I was surprised um, looking at the DVD that like this is the second episode and they 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 went inappropriate i'm i you're getting ahead of us i think i guess so i was just surprised that, like that was the but like that was the title like oh, you're surprised at that title well yeah and like that that was just like i expected i don't know what i expected i guess i mean like this is the 90s so i'm thinking like there's going to be more innuendo or more tongue in cheek type of I don't know, behaviors, and then it was just like, oh no, we're going to title the episode Inappropriate. Yeah, the interesting thing about these uh, sitcom titles, though, is you would never see it when you're watching right. the thing air for the first time. Right, no one knows the names of like any titles. I mean, it wasn't until these shows came out on DVDs or streaming that I think any of us ever even knew that, like... Friends episodes were all titled the one with the, yeah. you know, nobody, I didn't know that. The way that I learned about it was when TVs got smart enough to show you like a description of the mm -hmm. episode and it would often say like the title of the episode. Right, and right. that's how I learned about different Simpsons episode titles. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, News Radio actually has kind of some interesting titles that come along a little bit later, but yeah, you can, you can just tell they're not putting a ton of thought into them at this point right well they don't need to no right who's but, I, but again i'm just surprised that they like it's the second episode and you're already going a little cheeky cheeky there you go let's get into it okay uh so before we start i want to ask how you doing can i say it's the fourth of july yeah so we're recording this on the fourth of july and I'm tired. <laughs> it's a long, I don't know. Like this is one of those holidays. I feel like in my head, I feel like I'm supposed to make memorable for our family. Like we should have had a red and white checkered blanket at some point today and a picnic basket. And we didn't even have any lemonade today. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're just free associating this point but that's just stuff i associate with fourth of july and then i every year inevitably even before we had kids i just am like i'm i should be at a barbecue yeah <laughs> you know ice cream cake with uh, raspberries and blueberries yes on top in the but shape it, of a u.s flag but it's not even an ice cream cake that's good this is like you're talking about like a cool whip dessert i'm absolutely talking about that yeah yeah, yes. yeah no, that's a good point. yes so anyway if there's a bunch of booms in the background will you Edit, that's why. I mean, it literally just uh, became night. The sun just went down not that long ago. I know. So, yeah, we might hear some fireworks and stuff. I told you last night that I can tell I'm old because I don't like fireworks anymore. <laughs> I get why they're appealing. I'm, I'm just old and crotchety and they're just loud. Yep, I'm over it too. Yeah. 
Go to bed. <laughs> maybe maybe one day we'll take our kids to like a fireworks display and they'll think it's really fun and that will then we'll live the magic of fireworks through our children and sure. then it will be nice again. But. Yeah. Another question that I want to ask, kind of uh, by way of introduction, is uh, what have you been watching lately? Oh. Um. Do you want the truth? <laughs> I mean. Whatever you want to talk I guess about. It's, I guess it's been well established that I don't have good taste. What show have you been watching that you want to talk about? So I've watched some things lately. It's been like a month since we recorded. Um, yeah. I've watched some things, but uh, I have one in particular that I would like to sort of talk about or am willing to <laughs> acknowledge. If you don't want to acknowledge your trash tastes, I no, can go first you, while you, you go, think about You it. go, I'm thinking. Okay, so the one that I've been watching is a show on Amazon Prime called Sneaky Pete. Uh, the I, one I feel like I've heard of this, actually. Yeah, uh, my dad is the one who talked about it first, but it's got okay. Giovanni Ribisi as a con man. Yeah. Who's kind of pulling a long con on this family in upstate New York. And uh, if you like the kind of show where everybody's kind of conning everybody all of the time and the enjoyment of it is watching like some people learn some parts of the truth and... Uh. Uh, is he going to get away with this? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. who's going to get caught in which lie by whom kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty fun in that way. It's a little bit trashy, but it's also kind of fun. Huh. Um, Giovanni Rabisi's, uh amazing in it. He's really, really good. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I think the last time we recorded, I was watching The Handmaid's Tale, which is done now. I finished it. Um, so has that show wrapped? Like, it's, I don't. Is there going to be another season? That's a great question. I don't totally. Uh, I don't know if they'll. I know that this season is done. I don't know that it was the series finale. I don't believe it was, but it, I mean, it could be. Um, but you know, like any show, like at the end of the season, I feel like they try to like. This could be the end, but, and it was fine. I think I used to like The Handmaid's Tale a lot more. Now it feels a little bit like a soap opera um but no i uh i've been watching a lot of reality shows lately um there was a new season of married at first sight i think i told you about mm -hmm. on hulu that i hadn't seen um and i watched that season i skipped around a little bit because honestly i find the beginning really interesting and i find the end really interesting but the middle part where they're kind of just feeling out the how to live with a new person I don't find as interesting. Um, and, well, you know who you married. I'm watching The Bachelorette right now. Sure. I yeah. actually really like The Bachelorette right now. She is very sex positive, mm. which is really different. And she, <laughs> I actually feel, I know your eyes are glazing over. You mm, don't care honestly, about this. No. <laughs> but one thing I really like about her is I feel like she seems like the most, um, I don't know what the word I'm like, like I want to say brutally honest or like, she's just not trying to be anything for a TV show. Mm. Like she doesn't, she doesn't seem like a pageant girl. Mm. I'll, I guess I'll put it that way. Like she kind of says what she's thinking and what's um, her name? Katie. Katie. And she, uh, in fact, like one of the dates though, like, so they, you know, they go on group dates. One of the group dates, uh, was them sitting in a circle it was like her and like 10 dudes and mm. they were sitting in a circle and they had a facilitator with them and they were all sharing um, something they've never shared with anyone before. And that was their date. 
<laughs> like, and so, like, these... I mean, given that the dates are often, like, hey, we're going to go jump out of the yes. helicopter. Yeah, especially like, group dates. Usually, especially when it's a bunch of men, it's usually, like, we're all going to play flag football, and you are, we're all going to box each other, or we're all going to, you know, it's just, like, stupid displays of testosterone. And, no, she was like, I want you to open up. I want to see you open up. So tell us about something in your life that has happened to you and how it affected you. And, like, holy shit. Mm. <laughs> like, it was really good, though. I mean, and then I thought, like, you know, to see, like, grown men sharing so vulnerably, like, on sure. television. Yeah. Great. Like, but I would not call that a date. <laughs> <laughs> personally but uh so i'm really enjoying that and then i'm also watching america's got talent right now which is so formulaic like every and i know it is like somebody comes out and they're like i'm gonna sing for you and they're like so who are you here with who's your biggest supporter oh my mom oh is she here with you no she died she had cancer oh i'm sorry okay now you're gonna sing and you're pretty good and we can tell that you're really pulling from your mom's strength and then, like, it's just so, but I still like it. And then there's dog acts. People dance with their dogs, <laughs> and they juggle. Slow dance. They slow dance with their dogs. Actually, they talked to taught the dog to do the Macarena, which I thought was pretty impressive. <laughs> I thought the sombrero was over the top, <laughs> but <laughs> cultural appropriation isn't okay for people or dogs. If it's not a chihuahua, it's not appropriate. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. I like reality shows. What That's can fine. I say? Ugh. I'll never feel not shameful about that. <laughs> this is just the equivalent of, you know, the radio staple is to just tell me what you had for breakfast. And that's yeah. kind of like loosening the pipes, getting the, sure. like, yeah, whatever. Uh, cool. Okay, so you ready to get into the episode? Let's get into the episode. I have my notes. Okay, so like I said, this is uh, season one, episode two. The title is Inappropriate. This first aired on March 28th, 1995. Uh, directed by James Burroughs and written by Paul Sims, same as last episode. So, let's just start with scene one. We come into the show in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> Uh, Matthew is on the air, and he is talking about where are they now, and he's talking about Joey Buttafuoco. <laughs> Buttafuoco. Can you tell me who Joey Buttafuoco is? Okay, so this is something we're going to have to talk about because I know very little, and most of my knowledge is Wikipedia. I don't. I probably should have read about him before us doing I'm, this. I don't know anything about him. Listen, this is my project. I'll I know. Do, I'll do the Wikipedia. You do the deep dives. Sure. So the short version of the story and like I said I was way too young to know anything about this when it was happening so I've just looked at Wikipedia now but basically this uh, kind of sleazy guy on Long Island uh, named Joey Buttafuoco was married to a woman and then he was also having a relationship with a girl who is this Amy Fisher? Amy Fisher got it okay yep, yep. and then Amy Fisher showed up at the house right. and shot his wife in the face yes okay I remember that was that, I mean, that was like in the 80s, wasn't it? It was in 1992. Okay, so when he's doing this, where are they now? It's three years later. It's three years later, which to me, that's not much time. So here's my hypothesis. Okay, what I think is this episode had been written by Paul Sims or whoever it was and had been shopped around a little bit, and it took a while for mm. the 
show to be bought and then written and then produced. And so this was actually topical when it was being written, like had happened within the last six months or so. But um, since then, it had gone three years. Right. And that's why they had to turn it into a where they now segment. So you think this was a rewrite joke? Yes, I think they rewrote this joke. Or like retooled it a little bit. Exactly. I understand. Yeah, I I couldn't remember... I, th- I figured right away, I was like, oh, yeah, it's the 90s. Because about, he talked about Amy Fisher also. Yes. Um, and, but yeah, I couldn't remember the story. Yeah. Although I will say, that was, I, I counted it as my first laugh of the... So which, which part? Oh, I don't know if I wrote down the actual line. Okay, let's think uh, about it. And if you, because I, I had a couple it, related to it. It was something... It, it was that first laugh of like when my, when Matthew realizes that he mispronounced Buttafuoco, and then you realize like how he pronounced. I'll just say it. He probably said Buttafuoco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably did. He probably said Buttafuoco. I <laughs> see. We can't even say it. <laughs> so yeah, Dave has a good line about. Well, Matthew, all the possible mispronunciations of that name you seem to have stumbled upon absolutely the worst one yes i think that is what i didn't like actually haha but i smirked oh i smirked yes i think i'm gonna count that nose exhale yes Um, so uh that's the matthew gaff and then dave and lisa kind of clash over how to respond to it we also get the first appearance of joe right Joe Gorelli, played by Joe Rogan. Right. Um, I made a comment that yeah. he, um, one, looks incredibly young. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like to say this about people, but I feel like he didn't age well. Mm. Like, based on the way he looks, in the, I feel like he almost looks like, it looks like a totally different person. Um, also, he has an earring. Yes, he does. He has an earring, a backwards baseball cap. I wonder if the earring is something he actually had. Or if that was a character choice. Or maybe both. Who knows? That's a really good question. I don't yeah. know. I yeah. would guess it's a character choice, but I don't know. I mean, dudes having a pierced ear, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Did you want a pierced ear when you... Yes. Were... You did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's I was I was on the lookout for anything that would make me marginally cooler. <laughs> I would have looked so bad with a pierced ear. Yeah. But yeah. I guess I was 10 years old, so anywhere between 10 and 15, I would have looked so bad with yeah. a pierced ear. Like, I just, I could not have pulled it off. Even now, I don't think you could pull that off. Yeah, no. No, you're not really a piercing guy. I'm not. Like, some guys, I feel like, can pull off piercings pretty mm-hmm. well, or like even, like, nose. or. I've always thought you could actually pull off an eyebrow piercing. I told you that when we started dating, yeah. actually. I think I still think you could pull off an eyebrow piercing, but that also might really date you, because those aren't cool anymore, I don't They're think. Not. No. But. Uh, so, first appearance of Joe, and he comes in and tells Matthew that uh, he can find a way to make money off this. The same kind of people who circulate sports bloopers, <laughs> which was like a vibrant trade in the '90s. Like, hey, I've got this VHS video. Like, have you ever seen this sort of thing? You're not going to believe what happened. And it's like somebody's got some third generation videotape of something huh. happening. I suppose because like back then it happened and then it was gone, unless somebody was recording it. Exactly. Yeah, like I mean, it's pretty like, YouTube, right? Like you saw it, and then all you have after that is the story of what you saw mm-hmm. unless you were 
happen to be recording. Yes. Hmm. So you just have to rely on some guy taping the radio <laughs> right. in order to get this tape. Yes. Uh, so Mr. James comes in. Um, so he tells Dave to resolve it, but to make sure he resolves it with Lisa's input. Um, and then Mr. James says to Matthew that he's just glad he wasn't doing a report on Forrest Tucker. I commented on that. Who is Forrest Tucker? Again, Wikipedia for me. I have no idea. He was a guy who uh, was in a lot of vaudeville and in a lot of movies in the middle of the century. Okay. And then... I wrote down why or how could Matthew mess up that name? Like one, I think Forrest Tucker, you, you pronounce it the way it looks. So that's number one. But two, like, is the idea that he would say fucker instead of Tucker? Yes, it would be like a spoonerism. Because that's the, that's what the um, scene Tourist goes, fucker? Yes, that's what the scene goes out on, right? Is because Matthew says, uh, oh, because I would have said tourist and they cut it off in the middle and go to the credits. Oh, I missed that. Okay, because mm-hmm. I was like, like, but a fucko makes sense because it's F-U-C-C-O. It's actually... Isn't it? B-U-T-T-A-F-U-O-C-O. So it's a weird looking... Okay, but like, okay, that you could feasibly think that was fuck yes. in the middle of it. Whereas like, Tucker... That would, would just have be, to, yeah, like you'd it, have to do a spoonerism. I didn't right? feel like it totally Switch made sense. Yeah, no, it, the joke didn't really make sense. Right. One thing I noticed in my Wikipedia search was that Forrest Tucker lived from 1919 to 1986, so he had been dead for nine years by the time this aired. So, like... So they had to dig for a, a name. Exactly, like, who is thinking about Forrest Tucker? Yeah, that's not a point? good joke. No, it's not. No. Um, the only other things I wanted to say about that was I really love Lisa's line where... Look, what is with you? I mean, do you really think you can do this job better? Haven't I been clear on that? I just love that line. I love her delivery of it. I think about that all the time. That, that line. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Haven't I been clear on that? Um, and also, um, I have to ask, why didn't Dave jump in and stop Matthew during the segment? Dave's just standing there, leaning with his back against the wall, watching this FCC violation yeah. go in his first, what, maybe week? Month, maybe. Month at the job? Yeah. Or at the very least, like, hold up a sign, or... And doesn't Matthew, like, rehearse beforehand? Or, like, you know, at least <laughs> Why skim? Yeah, like, don't you even, like, skim what you're gonna read beforehand? I don't understand why it has to be a live segment. And also, it's hard to believe that he had not heard... If he's doing a Where Are They Now, yes. he clearly heard this name yes. many times. It wasn't like a breaking news story. Just it kind of doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. They just wanted him to say, but a fucko. I know. It's fine. It's like, it's... It's funny. It, it, made, me, it made me snort a there little. There you go. Um, new opening credits, slightly longer opening credits than with the pilot episode. You can tell these are like the full ones that they use for at least the rest of the season. And then we've got the next scene after that. Um, so with the next scene, it's kind of the end of the day. Uh, and Dave and Lisa are going out to eat to keep discussing the situation. Um, Beth kind of insinuates like, oh, why don't you just get a room? And then it's clear Matthew has spent the whole day agonizing over his mistake. I find Beth insufferable. Okay. Ugh. I just, I just kept thinking, like, what is the point of her being here? Like, mm-hmm. to make random sex jokes? Yeah. And the smacking of the gum, yeah. I can't. Like, I get that it's a character <laughs> choice, but I'm just like, 
I mean, maybe she's trying to be annoying, and if so, good job. I just, like, there's just so many things that she even did. Like, she's bringing him coffee, and then it's so clearly obvious that there's no coffee in the cup. You know, you said that the last episode, too. It drives me crazy. I am not totally sure that I got to include that. Uh, but you did make a point of that. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. It's just one of those things, like, it, it bothers me in stage productions, too. Like, if I can tell you're miming pouring something, you're miming drinking something, you're walking with a cup with liquid in it, like, p- human beings act a very certain way sure. when they have liquids <laughs> around them in cups. <laughs> and like, and I, oh, I don't know. Like, uh, it, Okay, so that's a separate point. Right. right, yes. But what's also funny is she has, she really brings like Kathy Griffin vibes. Yes. Which is funny because I really like Kathy Griffin. Right. But first, I think it's just because I like Kathy Griffin as a person. I don't want to see her as a character. And I feel like Beth is the character of mm. Kathy Griffin. I think that makes perfect sense to say that there's really similar vibes there. Um, I'm trying to think about how whether and how I want to defend Beth as a character. I mean, we're only on the second episode. She gets more interesting and more um, worthwhile as a character as things go. That's, I guess, all I will say. But yeah, she's basically in this episode just to be a foil to Dave and then a little bit Lisa. Yeah. Basically. I just, I don't, I don't buy her character. Hmm. I also get the impression that she is a receptionist who is very bored at her job, and so she has nothing better to do than kind right. Of... And maybe, and maybe the idea also is just like to my, in my opinion, she is a total stereotype, like the yeah. sassy, spicy, yes. bored receptionist sure. who's up in everyone's business, sure, and like gossipy, sure, but yeah, and the gum smacking, I can't deal. Okay. <laughs> Literally, I've never thought about that. I, I guess I knew that she liked gum. I would have told you that about her character, but uh, I don't think I've ever paid that much attention. Yeah. Okay, so the next scene, it's the next day. Uh, we get the very first appearance of Catherine, who is complaining about Bill. Did mm-hmm. you, what did you think about Catherine? I liked her. She's not very funny, but like she's the the most... You know what she's like? She's like Oscar on The Office. Mm. She's like the exasperated, like, I'm probably more capable than anyone else here. I'm just kind of over it. Frustrated professional. Yes. Yes. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play with you. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sure. Um, So she, she comes down the steps from the news booth uh, complaining about Bill. Um, So Bill is kind of needling Catherine for no reason. He keeps kind of. I did not yeah. quite get an understanding of what's going on with them. Uh, yeah, like I, like I like are they or like do they do the news together? They do the news together. Yes. So it's uh, they are in the booth together doing the news a lot in this show. Okay. Um. So I, I think this is sort of intended to just set up the dynamic between them, but it's still not clear why he's annoying her. At the very beginning, she is annoyed because he's looking at her, <laughs> right? <laughs> which, which is fine. And then later, he's annoying her because he keeps throwing her birthday parties. I didn't quite understand. <laughs> didn't yeah. quite understand. Yeah. It. My assumption was that he's 
giving her crap about her age in a subtle way or something. Like, mm. he's... Maybe I'm getting it confused with a later episode, because in a later episode, I believe he, like, says her age on the air or, or something like that. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't really understand what's happening there. Uh, oh, I should say, in terms of actual lulls, um, when Catherine comes down and complains about Bill constantly looking at her, Dave says, that's where he sits, that's where you sit. And Joe says, you guys switch seats. And that right. just made me laugh. Yeah. It's just... A, it's totally unhelpful. I don't know. I thought it was really funny. Um, anyway, there is a very awkward exchange between Dave and Lisa. Um, Beth follows Dave into his office, and uh, he confesses to her that he and Lisa made out. Yeah, what the hell? Like, that... Okay, two things really surprised me. One, I did not expect them to make out so quickly. Like, it was very clear on the pilot that, like, okay, we're setting up some, like, flirtatious whatever's the way she like picked lint off of his suit or he picked hair off of her jacket or whatever it was. Eyelash. Right. Eyelash. Um, like to me, that was very obvious. Like, okay, we're setting up like a little flirtation here, but I'm like, okay, that's what you're supposed to draw out over multiple episodes. The will they, won't they get together, whatever. So the fact that they just were like, Oh, they made out. So quickly, that surprised me. The other thing that surprised me is they didn't show it. Mm. So they didn't let the audience, like, be a part of the awkwardness. Are they going to kiss? They're not. <gasps> they kissed. Mm. Like, it's a big deal. Like, the fact that they just, like, threw it away in a line like that was just crazy to me. Because normally, like, that's that's high priority, high value yes. scenes. Yeah. Right? The, like first kiss between two characters. So I was really surprised that they just let that happen off scene. Three, why the hell is he telling Beth? <laughs> like, what? Like that, okay, that made me just irritated because I'm like, they're not friends. <laughs> right. He hasn't been in this job that long. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't know she's a gossip right from the beginning. Why? Like, he acts like it's a professional duty that he's like, well, I gotta tell Beth. Like, <laughs> Like, do you have no friends? Like, why are you telling her? Like, she's the dumbest person to tell. I don't know. That just... And it didn't even... It took nothing to get it out of him. Beth is just like, what was that? And he's like, oh, we made out. Like, in an actual professional setting, the boss admitting they made out with a employee... That's that's bad. Yes. It reads a lot differently in 2021. Yes, but okay. ugh. So so I'm going to um I'm going to comment on two of your three points. Okay. The the first thing is I don't remember where I heard this, but in reading something about the show or maybe it was listening to the commentaries or something, I think they were deliberately subverting the kind of will they won't they dynamic. I right. think they want, went into it saying, like, NBC wanted another Sam and Diane from right. Cheers relationship right. where, like, I rewatched the first season of Cheers recently and, like, they Sam and Diane spent the whole first season and, like, right. there was real tension there. And, right. you know, it was interesting to see. Well, shows still do that. Oh, I absolutely. mean, that's. Jim that's, and Bam. Right, right. exactly. Um, so I think they deliberately subverted that. And I think you're exactly right that they lost a lot of the juiciness yeah. from that relationship by subverting it. That, that to me, seems kind of paradigmatic of news radio in that, like, they're going to take big 
interesting subversive swings, even if it shoots themselves in the foot. Hmm. And I think that comes back later. I don't know. That, count that as a prediction <laughs> for me as we rewatch this show. I think it is the case that they're going to do the subversive, what they think is interesting thing, even if it actually doesn't help the show or like they're missing out on what they would have gotten by doing it the, the typical way. Sure. Um, the other thing is, I guess, I guess, no, I've never thought about why he's telling Beth. I, like I said, I think Beth is just kind of a foil for Dave in this episode. Um, so I do relate to Dave in being the kind of person that it doesn't take much to get secrets out of. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't think that about you. Well, I think that if I felt guilty about something, it does not take much for me to get to admit. I guess if somebody has a persistent enough personality with you. Yeah. But, like, you, would, you wouldn't you would tell Beth because you'd be so annoyed by her. You wouldn't tell her. So that's a good point. Yes, I would be annoyed by Beth, so I would not be chummy mm-hmm. <laughs> with her. And I would I would do a better job of not being awkward around the person I made out with. I'm not sure. Maybe. You tell me. Um, and <laughs> as your wife, it feels weird to be <laughs> asked to judge. Do you think I would be awkward if I made out with somebody? If I would be awkward around them? Okay, not the making out specifically. <laughs> um, as someone with an overactive conscience. <laughs> as someone with an overactive conscience... I don't feel like it takes much for me to admit to doing something wrong. Sure. So that's where I'm coming from with Dave. The other thing is, he is new in New York, and so it would not be surprising if he didn't have any friends. I guess so. But again, does he just not have any sense of, like, professionalism? Like, even if he made out with her to tell another person in the office, like, that's yeah. that's, that's pretty terrible. Yeah, it's a really interesting point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, one of my favorite... One of my favorite, it's not even a scene. It's not even a mini scene. It's like a micro scene happens while they're in the office. Look, I, I really don't want anyone to know that we're moving the uh, sports update to 15 after the hour. Batafuko. Right. <laughs> Just to show them that he, he knows. He knows, and he's trying to do it better. Um, Beth tells Dave about the FedEx guy story mm-hmm. about the weird hookup. I, the weird hookup. I, th- I think your point is just uh, these office things don't really work out that well. Bill bursts in and says something about a birthday party for Catherine during the commercial break. Um, he's really funny in the way he describes it. Um, there's two minutes for cake, punch, chit chat, that sort of thing. Right. <laughs> um, and then Lisa comes in and they're kiss and they have a sort of miscommunication about how they want to deal with the situation i wrote lisa nice vest was it sewn to your shirt (laughs) i did call out lisa's vest as well i was like uh i think that so far okay what's the running tally now it is uh lisa's vest joey buttafuoco i think both of those count as yo it's the 90s have we seen any other yo it's the Mm. 90s stuff I don't feel like this is an episode loaded with it. No, there was a soda can at one point that had like a Diet Pepsi logo on it. Yeah, it did. But they wrote Diet Cola. Diet Cola. I find that stuff so distracting. Yeah, me too. I find those fake products so distracting. Yeah. Um, uh, Also, what's with Beth's weird outfit? She looks like a Mexican tapestry. I know, that's the thing too. It's like she's 
I just, I can't put my thumb on her as a character, and maybe, yeah, that's why I don't like her yet. Okay, yeah. Between the, like... Like, is she quirky? Is she sassy? Is she, like, what... Yeah, I think the answer to both of those is yes. But I don't... You can't be everything. She's brassy. She's sassy. (laughs) She's classy. (laughs) She's not classy. (laughs) Okay, the next scene is the mini birthday party. Uh, There's a little back and forth between Joe and Mr. James. I just think they have a nice rapport throughout the series that's basically the uh, high status, low status conflict. Like, he's yeah. basically the lowest status in the office, maybe next to Beth. Um, and then Mr. James, obviously, is a multimillionaire who owns the radio station. Uh, so they have the little party with the punch. Um, it just really tickled me that Mr. James called it the old red devil. I wrote that down. <laughs> that was my next, like, laugh. Or I mean, I, again, it was kind of a chuckle. It was a chuckle. But yeah, he wrote, like, poor the red devil. <laughs> I, really, I really liked that. A round of the old red devil. That yes. Just, uh, that just tickled me. Because um, <laughs> it was, like, Kool-Aid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next thing that happens is Matthew comes up to Mr. James and says over his shoulder, Mr. James. Present. Batafuco. <laughs> well, Batafuco to you too, Matthew. <laughs> if you'd said it that way on the air, we probably wouldn't have lost two sponsors this morning. Oh my God. <laughs> that was that was my <laughs> next laugh as well. That made me laugh too. That made me laugh. Um, so it's an ongoing thing throughout the episode that Matthew thinks he's going to get fired. The next thing that happens is Catherine, I believe, comes out of the booth. She's angry at Bill for holding this party at all, which I still, like we said, we don't understand. I found this whole subplot to be a little like throwaway yep. to me. Like I, it didn't to me, it didn't really further the characters, and it didn't really further like any conflict. Yep. That I found interesting. No, I totally agree. Um, and then in over the next few minutes, there's this weird dynamic where Dave wants to talk to Lisa, but Lisa doesn't want to talk to him, and it's because I don't quite understand. Um, she feels weird about the situation, and she's trying to avoid him, or not. she wants to not talk about it at work. I didn't really understand. Again, I thought that that was like... I know I'm probably taking this all too seriously, but like, again, to me, so unprofessional. Yeah. Like chasing her around. Yes. 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 If she says she doesn't want to talk about it. Yes. She doesn't want to talk. about No it. means no, yeah. Dave. Yeah. And also like, again, you are her boss. I know. Like that is still a dynamic. And I get that. Like, that's just, you were supposed to kind of ignore that, but like, yeesh. I think what is going on is the conflict between how green Dave is at this job. Um, and yet he's the boss. Whereas Lisa is really hyper competent and professional and type A but is his subordinate. Right. So I think that's what right. that's kind of the dynamic they're playing with. I have a line in my notes that says, Mr. James likes cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he looks like a dude who likes cake. Um, okay, so the next day there's an awkward exchange between Dave and Lisa, and again Dave confesses to Beth that 
we did it. I know. I wrote down again. Why is he telling Beth? <laughs> That's a good point. Like, yeah. And also, when she came in, she so clearly put the mug on his desk, and yeah. there was no. She even right. held it by like the top yeah. of it, like where you put your lips. Oh, that's a good point. Yes, like she's like sit it like sat it down on the desk hard. So clearly there was no hot liquid in there. You're holding it where somebody would drink, and then later he did mime sipping from it. So mm. I was like, no. And if it was really hot, it would burn your hand. The steam would. Right. It just none of that made sense. So that I'm a stickler for details, <gasps> I guess. But yes, I wrote down again and underlined why is he telling <laughs> Beth? Like he almost acts like he can't help it. Yes. Like. And again, I was so surprised that, like, they went from, like, kissing sexual tension to, like, okay, they've had sex now. (laughs) Like, and again, as an audience, we haven't seen any lead up to this, any type of, like, even up to that point, we've seen them kiss once in Mm -hmm. the episode, if that. And even then it was, like, a peck. Mm -hmm. So, like, otherwise we've seen no intimacy between them at all. So it's hard to be invested in their relationship. It, It just feels like... I haven't seen it, so if you're telling me that they clearly like each other enough to sleep together, like, okay, I, I guess I just have to believe you, but I haven't seen that intimacy yet. I feel like there is some chemistry between them. I think they do have a nice kind of, this is pretty like kind of bumping yeah. like this together. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, there's a clash that reads with a certain sort of chemistry. Sure. It's not like, it's not like they have no chemistry. It's like the I'm fighting, I'm fighting, now we're kissing type of chemistry, I guess. But, um... Yeah, I was just surprised that they kind of glossed over all that. We're just, he just said it. Yeah. Bill invites them to lunch. Oh, there was one line. I think Beth said this line. I wrote this down, and I think it made me laugh. I think in a former life, you and Lisa were animals that did it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why. That just made me laugh. Um, Yeah, the line, then, the line, um, and then we went back to my place and did it. Made me laugh. <laughs> the sort of right, right, wrong. So at this point, we have probably four different plots. The way I've outlined them is the A plot is Dave and Lisa, right? The B plot is Matthew's gaffe, and then the fact that he thinks he's getting fired. The C plot is Bill and Catherine, and whatever is going on between them. And then the D plot, if you could even count it, is Beth and the delivery right. guy. Yeah. And I think they are in the right order of how interesting they are. I think the A-plot is the most interesting, Dave and Lisa. Matthew's slip-up kind of throughout is kind of funny. Bill and Catherine, like we said, just doesn't really make much sense. And then Beth and the Delivery Guy is fine, but it's barely there. Oh, what I like about this is when Bill is telling them to come to lunch... We'll be down at Chico's. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll try and catch up with you later. Bill. Super. It's what? Okay, is Matthew getting fired? No. No decision yet, Matthew. <laughs> um, one thing I noticed is, and maybe I, you probably wouldn't have thought about this, but so they're coming into work. They've slept together the night before. Lisa is wearing a giant red sweater that is not sexy. I don't buy that she would wear that the day after sleeping with him. Hmm. Like, you would want to look cute. And maybe, I know it's the 90s, but I don't think that sweater is cute. It looks like a sack. So I was kind of surprised that that is what she would have chosen to wear. That's interesting. I did, yeah. I did notice her slouchy sweater and skirt. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down, but like I didn't think anything about it. Also, Matthew wore a sweater vest. 
yes. Again. Yep. Okay. So we're on three vests so far, I think. The vests. The vest in the first episode, and then uh, Lisa wore one. But I still believe it was sewn to her shirt. Yeah, it looks like it. That was a thing. That looked like a DJ Tanner outfit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and now Matthew has a second one. So Beth comes into Dave's office with him and Lisa. Matthew is convinced that lunch was a surprise going away party for him, <laughs> which is funny. And then it turns out they had sex in the office while everyone was at lunch. <laughs> I, I like the line. Do you think they noticed anything? Um, so then they have more back and forth about what they're going to do about this. Uh, basically, Lisa's saying, you quit or I quit. And while they're in the office, Matthew opens the door. I said he opens the door like a four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Which is to say, like, they're standing directly on the other side, and he just pushes the door open and just keeps pushing it like he can't <laughs> understand why it's not opening, which is how four-year-olds do it. Also, <laughs> there's this tiny line that just totally goes by really quickly, which is where he says, Dave, it's me, Matthew. <laughs> Even though he's standing right there. <laughs> Something about that joke always makes me always makes me laugh. It reminded me of, there's a throwaway line in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, where she gets a phone call from one of the older mole women. And on the phone, she goes, Hi, uh, Kimmy, it's me, Cindy Picorni. We were in the bunker together. <laughs> <laughs> like the idea that you wouldn't remember the person you were in the bunker with. Um, so Matthew says, Hello, David. It's me, Matthew. Listen, I want you to know that I know what's going on here. Huh? No, it's not, nothing. Nope. I'm getting fired, aren't I? So Matthew's uh, paranoia that he's getting fired uh, is really funny. It just keeps popping up throughout the episode. So Dave and Lisa go to lunch to discuss, quote-unquote, the new promos. Uh, Beth clocks the new delivery guy. <laughs> Bill leaves the booth in a huff. There, apparently there's some sort of disagreement with Catherine. I actually thought that was really cute how they resolved things with um, the two of them. I yeah. thought that was like a cute ending. Yeah. So Lisa and Dave are near the elevator and uh, Lisa says to Bill, you two seem to have a very complex relationship. Uh, and then Bill sort of tells them that they had a little office romance about four years ago. Then the disheveled delivery guy gets into the elevator with Dave and Lisa and they both kind of laugh about it. I wrote that I was surprised this was the second episode. Like, it's it, it, you can tell that this show is not, um, <laughs> it's not about news radio. <laughs> yes, like it's just uh, these characters. They just happen. Like they could be anywhere. They yes. could be in any type of office. Well, I mean, is the anything. office about a paper company? I would say it is in some ways. More I don't than know. This is about news radio. These I I've seen two episodes, so I don't sure. know. But like. I feel like the office sets up like what the day-to-day work is of these people, what their tasks are, what like their work environment is Yeah. much more. And like what their actual job is much more than what these people are doing. (laughs) Exactly. Actually, I think, I think that there's a line in one of the, a line in one of the commentaries where one of the, um, one of the writers says, yeah, we kept getting notes from the network saying like, yeah, but you need to show them doing more like, things about news radio like you need to show them doing more like work about right. like the day-to-day of a radio right. station and right. he said 
do you have any idea how boring that would be? Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't want to see that. Right. You want to see this goofy stuff instead. Right. So, yeah. But I mean, even like you think about a show like Frasier. Yeah. Like, you see Roz, and she's, you know, like the producer of the show, and she's fielding calls, and Frasier is answering them, and like, yes. oh my god, we're on the air, and like, there's just they're working around like the plot is happening like around their job. Whereas this feels like, what is the, the radio is the radio part of this yeah. even at all. Yes. Um, okay. So that is the end of the episode. The other, uh, I didn't get a chance to say these, but there were two other things that made me actually laugh out loud. The first is Dave and Lisa, uh, the bit with the nylons. How do you do it? I'm just, just rearranging the question. Okay. You know, are, are my nylons in there? Uh, are these them? No. Hmm? Dave! I, 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 uh... I'm just kidding, they're mine. Oh. And also, you probably didn't notice she was wearing them later. Oh, no, I didn't. Like, she put, like, later on in the episode, she had them on. Uh, that was really, really cute. And then the other thing that made me laugh out loud is, um... Dave has some line where he says... Well, where do we go from here? News booth? <laughs> seriously, seriously. Anything else make you laugh, or...? Um, I feel like I smirked a lot. That last bit made me smirk as well. I don't know if that made me laugh out loud, but... Was this episode funnier or less funny than the pilot? Funnier. Oh, that's good. Yeah. The pilot felt like it was just a ton of exposition, and, like, just, like... They could have put a spotlight on each character, and here's this character, and here's this character. And, like, this felt more like there was a plot driving forward in it. Okay. Uh, just a couple of miscellaneous notes. Um, I have often wondered about the actual architecture of the radio station and the, like, office. Like, I keep looking beyond the news booth, and, like, there are trophies behind it, so they have some weird sort mm. of, like, trophy room behind it, and sometimes there are, like, people's heads back there, and I'm like, wait, what's behind the news booth? Weird. Yeah. So I I'll have to look. How is this place actually laid out? I was really distracted by the weird dude with the beard. Did you notice him? No. There's a guy... So one of one recurring thing in the show is like just the sort of miscellaneous people in the office, sure, who aren't the main characters, right? right? Um, and there is a dude with a really long, stringy brown hair and a really thick beard, and I think he's wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, this sounds crazy to say out loud, but uh, he's just kind of one of those miscellaneous people. Yeah, like, he's standing there when Matthew first comes out of the booth in the first scene. Mm. Um, he's at the party when oh. the, around the, uh, staff meeting. Yeah. Table. Yeah. So anyway, I just found him distracting. He's just weird looking. He looks like an ape. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice to eat. I'm sorry. No, he just, he's a, he's a weird looking dude. Like if you saw him someplace, you would clock him as like, what, what's that guy doing? You should Keep look, an eye on him. you should look at the credits and see if you can find his name and look him up on IMDb and see what else he's been yes, in. Yes, I should have. I just clocked him as Beardy. Um, <laughs> so one ongoing thing in the show is different actors trying not to break and laugh during scenes. Mm. Um, because, like, this is a really funny show and, like, they're, you know, they're professional sure. actors, but, like, sure. they're saying funny things. Um, Joe Rogan was trying not to break at several points and I think he is the worst at oh hiding his yeah, laughter I yeah. think he just like 
finds everybody really funny. And so uh, that's a thing to keep an eye on is uh, Joe um, trying to stifle his laughter. I like seeing things like that. Like I listen to the Office Ladies podcast and they'll often talk about like you can see in this scene this person covering their mouth or whatever and it's because they're trying not to laugh. I feel like I don't notice those things organically, but when somebody points it out, then I like to go back and see because I think that's fun. Yeah. Um, Joe Rogan has said how funny he finds Andy Dick just as a human being and as a person. He just Mm. said that Andy Dick made him laugh so much on this show. Mm. And once you know that, you see it a lot. And it's really funny because can you think of two more different people than Andy Dick and Joe Rogan? Um, I mean, I can imagine them both being sort of boys with, like, sophomoric humor. Sure. But, That makes yeah. sense. Uh, the only other thing I want to say is Bill's line, um, when he bursts into the office, he says, hey, you two, and they say, what, us? What do you mean, us two? And he has a line that says, well, I'll count again, but I think I'll get the same result. <laughs> just, it made me laugh. It was just a funny line, and he... I feel like these are, well. like, dad jokes. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe that's an ongoing thing, is that I, uh, I'm kind of a dad. I like the dad jokes. <laughs> Oh, I do have one last thing, yeah. actually. I commented, Lisa's hairstyle was kind of a Rachel. Mm. That layered kind yeah. of look. She didn't have quite the same layers in the front, but I was like, oh, different face, but like very similar hair Yeah, to Rachel. Yeah. This is going to be a weird thing to be saying to my wife, but I find Lisa very attractive. In oh show. yeah, that so, doesn't surprise yeah. me. She seems like your type. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Sweater vest and all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get myself a bulky red sweater, <laughs> just for you, honey. Yes, and uh, it was like a red sweater paired with like a pink skirt or something. Oh yeah, black nylons. And with black nylons. All right, your birthday's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I do have a game for us. Let's see. This episode kind of introduces Dave and Lisa as a couple Mm -hmm. or a romantic pair. um, And that's going to just be going on and on throughout the rest of the series, um, I don't mind saying. So in this game, I am going to name, first names only, Mm. some other romantic pairs from TV comedies. Okay. And... I want you to tell me the name of the series. Okay, I can do it. I can do this. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. First off, Al and Peg. Married with children. Very good. Rob and Laura. Rob and Laura. Is this a soap opera? No, these are all comedies. Oh, right. Sitcoms. I don't know. That would be the Dick Van Dyke show. Oh, I don't know that show. Yep. These are not in any sort of order. (laughs) (laughs) So they might be really hard. They might be really easy. I think you got a really easy one first and a really hard one second. Sure. Okay. Archie and Edith. Oh, is that um, Leave it to Beaver? No. Is that right? Incorrect. No, it's one of those like shows though. Or it's like. A TV show. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's like an older show. Mm, no, I'm thinking of Ethel. I'm thinking of, like, I Love Lucy. That's not right. Say it again. Archie and Edith. 
Ugh, I don't know. All in the family. Oh, okay, right, right. Okay, George and Louise. Okay, maybe I'm not going to be good at this. George and Louise, I don't know. That would be the Jeffersons. Oh, see, these are shows I didn't... You really went back far in time. Like, these were, like... These are just older even than when I was born. <laughs> okay. Uh, Peter and Lois. Oh, that's Family Guy. Okay. Next is Paul and Jamie. I don't know. That would be Mad About You. Oh, gosh. I watched that show, but I didn't really get it. Next is Tony and Angela. <gasps> Who's the boss? I liked that show. Very good. Next is Carl and Harriet. Family Matters. You could have also <laughs> done Steve and Laura. I guess I could have. Yeah, that's a good I was thing. waiting for that one. I think I thought of that and then decided it was too obvious. I like the name Harriet. Yeah. I think that's a nice name. Um, okay. Tim and Jill. Home Improvement. Very good. Ray and Deborah. Mm. Ray and Deborah. I don't know. That would be Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, I never liked that show. I never really watched it. I know. I know you don't like that show. I know. I'm not just going to pick shows you like. Come on, Jordan. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tim and Don. Tim and Don? Tim and Don. I don't know. That would be The Office. UK version. Oh, gosh. I haven't seen that in so long. Uh, and last but not least, Earl and Fran. <laughs> I know this one. Uh, dinosaurs. <laughs> right? Is that, that's the name of the show, right? It's Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, yes. you're exactly right. So you guys... I thought you were going to say Red and Kitty. Do you know Red and Kitty? That 70s show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you got 6 out of 12. Hey, I'll yeah, take it. Okay. Any last thoughts? No, this is it was a good episode. Like I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I honestly thought I would have to kind of sit through it more. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was good. Um, okay. And our next segment is recommendations. Do you have anything that you've been enjoying, reading, listening to, watching, experiencing, um, contemplating? So I finished a book. I had it on hold at the library for a long time, The House on the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune. I had a bunch of my friends talk about it, that they liked it. And so I put it on hold at the library, and it was on hold for like a month and a half. And I, I forgot that I even put it on hold. Um, and then I read it in like a week. It was really good. It's a really cute book. It's a good... Um, magical fantasy heartwarming it was a cute read it was a nice book yeah you really i really liked it yeah it was a it was a good book to read when you want to just enjoy a nice heartwarming story yeah but not in like a chicken soup for the soul kind of way sure also magic right also magic nice um so i am going to recommend another podcast i don't know is that a 
This is your show. You don't need my permission to do anything. So I'm going to recommend another podcast. This is a podcast that I have listened to for many years. It is called Lexicon Valley. It is a show about language. It's currently um, via Slate. The professor of linguistics at Columbia University, John McWhorter, has done a show on language and linguistics, Lexicon Valley, for... Gosh, probably five or six years now. And it's just a really great show. He's just very uh, funny and engaging and able to explain somewhat technical linguistic things uh, in very colloquial terms. And, um, you know, I'm someone who knows quite a bit about linguistics for an average amateur person. I was almost a linguistics major in college, so... I find that stuff interesting, but yeah, um, he had announced that he was going to be giving up the show, and it would just come to an end, which made me very, very sad, and now it turns out that he's just moving it to another podcast network. Um, I think he's moving it to a sub-stack, uh, but anyway, um, he has been doing it, I think, bi-weekly for, like I said, five or six years, so there is a huge trove of past Lexicon Valleys to go check out. Um, so in case you're interested in that sort of thing, he tends to pepper the show with musical, um, interludes, I guess I would say, different songs. He tends to like show tunes, so I've learned a lot about show tunes, hmm. um, which you That's, know, like... So that is not something you would ever willingly learn about. Still not exactly my favorite thing, but I've, um learned some new music from him that I would never have ordinarily listened to. Um, so yeah, if that sounds interesting to you, I can't recommend it more highly. I just look forward to it every two weeks. All right, it is time for us to give this podcast episode a rating. As always, oh. our rating is on a scale from one to five, and I think I need your help deciding what the unit is. So what do you think about one to five office romances on a scale of one to five office romances on a scale of one to five sweater vests sweater vests i thought about surprise birthday parties <laughs> so here are your three options you i'm gonna give you the choice of unit okay office romances surprise birthday parties or fedex guys oh fedex guys <laughs> okay on a scale from one to five fedex guys what do you give this episode? Um, can I do halves? Sure. Quarters? Quarter of a FedEx guy? Just a leg. Just a leg and an arm. Um, I would say three and a half. Three and a half FedEx guys. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I spent all this time setting up a rating system and I have not thought about what I want to give it. <laughs> uh, I will give it a... I will also give it a three and a half hmm. uh fedex guys i think that this is enjoyable more enjoyable than the pilot uh, i still think there's some <laughs> conceptual <laughs> problems with it that we brought out um but yeah it still made me laugh i still enjoyed it mm -hmm. i still wanted to watch the next episode i yeah. will tell you that uh the hardest thing so far has been not watching the next episode when i'm done with the one we're oh, going to talk about sure because i want us to keep watching it one by one yeah so so for next time, we'll be watching season one, episode three. The title is Smoking. Hmm. Do you have any thoughts about what that is might be about? Is it smoking or smoking? Yeah. 
Jim Carrey guest stars. I know. I was going to say, like, at that time, smoking was a thing. You're exactly right. Smoking. So, watch that episode, and we hope to see you next time. Feel free to reach out to us at wkjppod at gmail.com. The Instagram handle is wkjppod. The Twitter handle (laughs) is wkjppod. We're we're all over social media. That's as much as I've got. All right. But that's... Next, you'll just start our TikTok channel. Yes, Kayleen will be leading you through the latest cool 90s dances. (laughs) I will do that. I'll do that. I will not be doing that. I'll model some 90s hairstyles. (laughs) Okay, so for WKJP News Radio, this is Jordan. And Kayleen. Signing off. The theme music for WKJP News Radio is the song You Say But You Don't Know by the band Troubles Afoot. You can check them out on Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, or wherever you find new music. Special thanks to Uncle Keith for our use of equipment and technical support. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at WKJPPod on Twitter or Instagram. You can also email us at WKJPPod at gmail.com. If you like our show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts to help us find other listeners like you. Thanks so much for listening.